This is 3 News Daily. Hello and welcome back to 3 News Daily on this Thursday, November 10th. I'm Stephanie Haney here with your top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. And we'll start with developing news in Shaker Heights today where police responded to 911 calls of shots fired on Colwyn Road at around 7.30 this morning. When they got there, officers found two 14-year-old girls that were shot in a parked car. But thankfully, their injuries were not deadly and the two girls were taken to a hospital. Authorities believe the shots were fired from a gray Ford truck with tinted windows. This investigation is ongoing and we'll continue to update you as we gather more information. And in Garfield Heights, officers responded to Mount View Avenue after receiving reports of a woman injured and yelling for help. They arrived at a home around 3 a.m. and found that the woman had been shot, but she was still alive. She was transported to Metro Health Medical Center for treatment. Unfortunately, though, officers found another victim inside and he died in the home. Witnesses told police that the suspect was still there in the backyard and that person is now in custody at Garfield Heights City Jail. Moving now to Cleveland, we have an update on threats made to the Cleveland Clinic's main campus and Fairview Hospital last night. Both locations got the all clear last night from Cleveland police. We don't know yet what the threats were exactly, but the clinic says that the first one came in around 7 p.m. and that's why they went into a visitor lockdown. Now in Lorain County, the city of Elyria has agreed to spend more than $250 million on projects that will help stop untreated sewage from being dumped into the Black River. The Justice Department issued a formal complaint saying Elyria's sewers overflowed more than 1,100 times, 1,100 times since 2011, and that the city failed to comply with the previous court order to do something about it. So Elyria will now also pay a civil penalty of $100,000 to the U.S. government for not addressing the issue sooner. Could have saved a lot of money by doing it sooner. And now we have a warning from local firefighters. Dry conditions have created a dangerous fire risk across Northeast Ohio. You're looking now at a brush fire that happened in Menor. Now fire departments are asking residents to keep those yards clear of debris so if a fire catches, it doesn't spread to homes. And I am immediately thinking of all those leaves around. So be careful, everybody. Now to high school sports. The Ohio High School Athletic Association is investigating an incident that happened during a high school girls soccer match. The game between Strongsville and Walsh Jesuit ended with a controversial call and upset parents and coaches ran onto the field. This is the adults we're talking about. Carmen Blackwell spoke with the OHSAA about how these incidents are actually more common than you think. The OHSAA now planning to launch an investigation after a girls soccer regional finals match between Strongsville High and Walsh Jesuit end in controversy on Saturday. We do need to collect reports from the two schools involved and the officials. The call that started it all caught on camera. An emotional ending of a penalty kick with less than a minute to play led to furious coaches approaching game officials. Several parents stormed the field to protest the game ending call as Macedonia police rush over to defuse the incident. I've been escorted out with police. Uh, I've had fans taken out with, in handcuffs with police. And while he understands criticism comes with the job, that criticism is getting out of control. At the end of the game, when, when someone loses, they, they want to say it's our fault. Virtually every game we do. Two Walsh Jesuit coaches also seen in the video were given a red card when the game was called. 
they now face automatic suspensions for the first two games of next year. Strongsville High responded saying, quote, we have moved forward and are preparing for the girls' state championship game and have no comment. Walsh Jesuit also responded with this statement, which reads in part, quote, These actions are absolutely the opposite of what the standards of Walsh Jesuit are, and we apologize for the conduct of our coaches. We will work to use this as a teaching moment for both adults and students going forward. While the OHSAA says incidents like this aren't reported very often, they happen often enough to cause an even bigger issue. Situations like that with uh, ugly behavior. Um, is part of the reason why we're looking at an official shortage, uh, for sure. Carmen Blackwell, 3 News. Wow, thank you so much, Carmen. What a scary situation for those officials. We gotta be careful, we gotta be better out there. Let's set a good example for our students and good sportsmanship. All right, now let's talk about professional basketball and our Cleveland Cavaliers. They did lose on the road to the Sacramento Kings last night in what was a pretty late game, starting at 10 p.m. for those of us here on Eastern Time. Now, it was pretty close in the final minutes of the fourth quarter, but the Kings ended up pulling away to win 127 to 120. Now, the Cavs didn't get the W, but Donovan Mitchell continues to impress. He had 38 points last night. The Cavs are now 8-3 for the season. They do have the night off before another late-night game in Northern California against those Golden State Warriors. You know how we feel about them. That's on Friday. Tiff off is at 10 p.m., and I am feeling optimistic. And the Cavaliers have also unveiled their 2022-23 Nike NBA City Edition uniform. It's a vintage and earthy design inspired by our very own Cleveland Metro Parks. Now, this is a collab with Nike and the NBA, and they put these out each year to honor the bond between the team and the cultures of their city. So our City Edition uniforms were designed by contemporary artist Daniel Arsham, and he says it's inspired by the miles of Lake Erie coastline and the colors representing the natural resources found in our area. So the Cavs will wear these uniforms for seven games throughout the season, debuting them on November 13th against the Timberwolves. And we can look forward to seeing these City Edition jerseys on November 30th versus the 76ers, December 10th versus Oklahoma City, December 23rd versus the Toronto Raptors, and then in the new year, January 4th versus the Phoenix Suns, January 31st versus the Miami Heat, and March 17th, St. Patrick's Day versus those Washington Wizards. Now notice these are all home games, so if you get a chance to go in person, you'll also be able to check out a special court design for those games. Be a lot of fun. Okay, everyone always gets very excited about this kind of news. There's a new ride coming to Cedar Point next year, and when I say new, I mean what's old is new again, because the Wild Mouse will be part of a reimagined boardwalk, and this is a nod to the original Wild Mouse ride that was there over 50 years ago. Construction has already started, and we've got a few photos of what it'll look like when it's all done. So we're talking 52 feet tall with six mouse cars and one cheese car. I think everyone's gonna be fighting over that cheese car. The new Wild Mouse will be ready to ride when the park opens again on May 6th. And talking about things that are opening, we do love to see a downtown resurgence, and Tower City has some new stuff just in time for the holidays. They've got a new Cavaliers team shop. It's a temporary spot while the one in Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is being renovated. They've also got a new restaurant called Shake and Slide, and they've got burgers and boozy shakes for the grown-ups, so this is an adult milkshake. Also, they've got a cool shop called Darla Fox. They'll have evening gowns and dresses for prom and weddings and homecomings and the fancier kind of stuff. So that brings us to the question of the day. Would you go there for eating and shopping and which of these new businesses has you the most excited? I like that they've added that new Cavs team shop. I know it's temporary, but I'm kind of hoping it stays because it's not always convenient to get to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. 
We've got a link if you want to check out all of the things coming to Tower City. And then post your comment on the WKYC Facebook page. Tell us what you think, and we will talk about it during What's New at 4 o'clock. And before we go, we have to share this heartwarming story of an Akron veteran being given a brand new car. This afternoon, Progressive teamed with Enterprise Rent-A-Car to give Jalen Knight the keys to a Nissan Rogue. Knight is an Army National Guard veteran and a student athlete with the University of Akron. He says he'll use this car to support his family by taking his mom to work and helping take care of his sister. How sweet is that? This is all part of Progressive's 10th annual Keys to Progress program, which gives back to those who sacrificed so much for our country. We love to see that. All right, thank you very much for being here with us for 3 News Daily. Remember, you can catch this live if you're watching TV. That's on WKYC every day at 1 p.m. during NBC News Daily. We see you at 1.20 and 1.50. So catch us there, and we'll see you back here tomorrow with more 3 News Daily.